Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome to the post-game show. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren, Real Salt Lake losing at home. 3-0 to LAFC. 2-0 at the half, a penalty kick. Kind of late in the second half gives the LAFC the third, the dagger. I mean, it's not changing the game, but I I do think the the ref was making some weird calls. Um, But nothing that was changing the game, really. Um, well, he kind of did it for both teams. To be honest. At yes, least he was consistent yes. that way. <laughs> it was, it, but I thought the the penalty call was soft given the other fouls that he was not calling in other situations. But, again, not really changing the game. Disappointing result for Real Salt Lake because I don't really think that LAFC looked that good. I just think Real Salt Lake didn't look great, especially in that final attacking third. Yeah, it was kind of kind of tough to watch just because we did create so many chances, and and that's that's the tough thing about tonight, um, Lauren, is that RSL opened up um, LAFC uh, plenty, um, and the, the issue was is that it was very stagnant in the first half, um, and, and that's rough to watch because the, there wasn't much mobility up front. Um, and then the the other f- issue is that when we did um, get a bit of pace on, um, it was a little bit. It felt like it was a little bit too late um, to, to make those changes. Um, I felt like half time would have been a much better idea. However, mm-hmm. I also realised that Anderson Julio has been out for a few games, a few weeks, um, and maybe he could only go thirty minutes. Um, and that's what the the advice that the uh, the ref, uh, sorry, the the head coach uh, uh, Pablo Mastroeni had been given that maybe thirty minutes was a good start. Um, for Anderson, with an eye on the fact that there are five more games coming this month. Um, sorry, I, I guess it's yet yeah, five more games coming this month. Um, and that means that minutes are going to have to be managed. However, 
the pace made a huge difference. Um, defenders don't like it. Um, and I thought Anderson did, did a really good job. But on, uh, also on the other side, uh, making um, some good runs there uh, and, and put LAFC on their heels. But all they had to do was make sure that they got there, kept a good um, shape. And uh, really, it was kind of half chances for Real. So, like, nothing super clear cut. Um, and, and that was really frustrating because I felt like LAFC, I won't say they were there for the taking, but also not looking at them as well with Open Cup for them and the Champions League, plus that they know they've got to play a ton of MLS matches uh, to catch up because there are a couple of games behind everybody else in the league because of the Champions League, that there was an opportunity for, for RSL to, to put some pressure on them, and it just didn't uh, materialize, unfortunately. I agree 100%. I, I, not there for the taking, but definitely Real like missed some opportunities here I'm curious to see how many more opportunities we're giving Rubio Rubin because all of the best chances seem to fall to him and he has not been able to capitalize on that and I understand that you don't want to undercut a player's confidence but when it's also not helping the team to have him on the field and starting and he's not taking his chances I think you've got to give that spot to someone else um and that's just the, like, brutality of professional sports. Um, and I honestly I wouldn't even say it's brutal. It's, it just is what it is. Um, I got a couple text messages and, and DMs throughout the game about you know, RSL looks so easy to defend. There's no creativity. What, like, where is, the, where is the attack? Where, where is the fire in this team? And that's really how it felt. And it's disappointing because you're, you're at America First Field. This is a home game. But Real Salt Lake really just felt not up for it for decent amounts especially in the second half yeah and you compare the budgets though yeah you get what you pay for yeah. and unfortunately this new ownership group has not ponied up enough money to compete um i'm not saying that rsl will pull up trees and become mls champs this season if they just spent 10 20 million dollars in the off season uh, i'm not saying that at all but you just need more help and the fact that they haven't brought in number nine, the fact that they haven't brought in um, a, uh, a, a maybe more of an attacking midfielder or a number six. Um, yeah, we've got a centre back uh, that can play left back. Um, and we've got in a, a really good young winger in Andres Gomez. Um, but there needs to be a little bit more. I'm super impressed with the front office with regards to the draft picks that we had, Amika Anelli mm -hmm. and Baton, I think they've done a really, really solid job and they look like they could um, make it uh, and go to the, the next level, much like Jasper Loffelson did uh, when he came to the club. So there's, there's good opportunities there and I do appreciate that we are giving these young players an opportunity to make it in Major League Soccer. However, the money needs to be there. It has to be there and in key areas. Um, I, I need to see more from ownership. That's not a front office thing. And I've been, you know, critical of the front office. They've not been perfect this offseason by, by any stretch of the imagination. But it is time for the ownership group um, this summer to make it a little easier on this front office and this coaching staff to have options that really are difference makers. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, difficult to, to talk budget and and decide how much time you want to give ownership to start spending that money. I totally agree. I love um, what Berton and 
Amika bring to this team. When they came onto the field, I was very excited to have them in the game because I think that they've been such great additions. Maybe just a little late. I'm not sure. I, but I just, oh, it's so frustrating. We are waiting for the post-game press conference to start. So we'll head out to our first break while we wait for that. Hopefully we'll, that will be quick on the other side. In the meantime, if you have some thoughts on the match, send them my way on Twitter at Lars underscore MM, L-A-R-S underscore M-M. Spence doesn't have Twitter anymore because he likes his mental health. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, mental, you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Absolutely. Uh, and, he, and he enjoys being a little healthier in the mental side of things. But send your thoughts on Twitter to me, and we will read them out on the postgame show. You're listening to the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL Post Game Show. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren. Send us your thoughts on the match at Lars underscore MM on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And we will probably read your tweet. No promises, but, you know, we usually do. Yeah. As long I'm, as you're not not sending inappropriate things. Well, even inappropriate. You know, we'll just <laughs> edit it out. But, no, no, it's, it's important that you guys uh, are part of the show. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Even though I'm not on social media, please do. Uh, tweet uh, Lauren at Lars underscore MM. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on tonight. What can RSL do better? Is it in the front office thing? Is it an ownership thing? Is it a coaching thing? Is it a squad not strong enough, which is obviously um, could be an ownership, <laughs> coaching, and uh, a front office thing? Um, I, I mean, obviously, um, we're not going to win every game. And we got absolutely battered by them at home, uh, LAFC, last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just feel like there's maybe a little bit more to come from this group, but there's also glaring obvious needs uh, when it comes to the attack, as in a more of a natural finisher, more of a striker. Um, obviously, Savarino and, and Gomez, you know, I, I think are going to help us. Um, I do like the, the, the midfield options, but I still think there is um, more of an option to be in a three rather than in a two. Um, I think Mika Anelli is a massive, has a massive future as that number six, and he might really help RSL steady the ship, um, protect that back four, and then stop RSL spending a ton of money on a six where they could add a little bit more money to that number nine. You brought up Andres Gomez. Yeah. Uh, subbed out in the second half. Mm-hmm. Was there an update on that? Because I did see him limp down the tunnel. No, no okay. nothing at all. And again, I think it's purely down to the fact that we've got Portland coming in on Wednesday and then uh, two, uh, three uh, road games, uh, yeah. two against Colorado, one in the U.S. Open Cup plus Minnesota. Um, plenty of travel, plenty of minutes for everyone. If it wasn't so chocker, I would have been really annoyed at the substitution. Oh yeah, as in you know, the, 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 you know, just <laughs> just because. <laughs> Thank you for saying chocker. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I love I love chocker. I love it, and I, it always catches me off guard because I never hear it. But I right. appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Anyway. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. No, you're fine. But, but I, I just felt like that there there is we've got to manage the squad because fatigue is going to start setting in. Those niggling injuries that we've started to see at the start of the season, mm-hmm. um, just because. We're condensing a little bit in the first half of the season um, because of the League's Cup and and Gold Cup that's coming. And we're going to have that month break, but there's going to be some games going on. So, yeah, it's tough, particularly when you have those injuries. 
you've got a fully fit squad, you're not going to have those issues. Yeah. But it's just, it's just not the way it is. We'll have to keep an eye on training uh, this coming week to see the situation with Andres Gomez. It was about when Demir was subbing on, he was limping to, to the tunnel, but without a trainer. So I'm not sure what that situation is. We'll have to keep an eye on it. We do have a couple tweets while we're waiting for the post-game press conference. Again, send those my way at Lars underscore MM. Howie Smith friend of the program says the first half looked pretty good moments available to score two opportunities with wide open nets not even on frame second half was flat lafc just better talent one through 18 not sure a single rsl player starts at lafc hard to compete with that yeah i mean the first half rsl looked a bit like the aggressor they had some good opportunities they weren't able to take advantage second half seemed very different from the first half from real salt lake yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I think there's some players that are playing that have been under par this season for Real Salt Lake. Um, I also think that when you compare how this the squads are constructed, um, one's been constructed with a heck of a lot of money, done some really good job, uh, some really good signings, and then sold them on for more money. RSL's never really done that properly and and i think that is something that needs to change that's a front office thing as well uh but they've also been handicapped for so long with regards to budgets um is it clear uh, who can we bring in um do we have to sign people that, that are gonna have to stay a little bit longer than we want uh just so we have options um that is you know something that we're gonna have to talk about and and see how that plays out but i'm eager to see how this um uh, window when it opens up in early uh, July, uh, we'll have what is it? Ooh, maybe a dozen, fifteen games, something like that, left of the season, and it's going to be absolutely vital that RSL do some business because this squad, unfortunately, isn't going to be able to to take us where we want to go, and that is getting through to a final and getting through to the very late stages of the Western Conference playoffs. Another tweet from Andrew Lord, another friend of the program. It's not fair to expect RSL to be equal to LAFC in everything, but the gap is painful, and it's widening with each passing year. With competitors like this, how does RSL plan to compete for trophies without seriously revamping the front office, coaching staff, and players? And that gap does seem to be getting bigger. It kind of felt like there for a minute with LAFC in particular, as an example, maybe the gap was lessening, maybe uh, things were going to kind of even out with them they hit a little bit of a lull and then they popped right back up to the top of the western conference competing for champions league titles etc um they, they figured it out they made the necessary changes they addressed it very quickly and they got back right where they started yeah absolutely and again i'll defend when when people need to be uh, defended i've been critical of the front office this off season but this this isn't a front office issue at this moment in time this is a lack of uh, of expenditure from ownership. Everything runs through the ownership group. And if you continually have bring players to the table that will improve Real Salt Lake, and there's have been some good names, um, not only are some of the players asking for ridiculous money because they know RSL are desperate, but they also are turning players down um, and or not ponying up the money, which is the issue right now. Um, this, this ownership group has got fair fair, fair whack of money, mm. to be fair. And uh, to, to only have Brian Vera and uh, Andres Gomez come in, yes, plenty of money has been spent. The transfer record has been broken with Andres Gomez. But there are glaring holes 
that have not been addressed. Um, again, I'd love to see the young players make it, the, the draft picks and the guys that come out of the academy, but you need that solid spine. And, and right now, it's okay. It could be better. Um, uh, but they're working, the front office is working with what they're being given. Uh, and in my opinion, that's not enough. Next tweet here from Robert Kribe. I believe it's Kribe, K-R-E-I-B. Uh, Rubin, it's a fine German name. <laughs> Rubin is such a nice guy, but if he starts again, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I think he- there's so many people right there with you, bud. There was a couple of heavy touches when he could have played a better ball into to someone. He's still getting into those positions, and yes, yes he's he's got to put he's got to find the back of the net. There's, yeah. there's no question. The issue is is that he's still finding these these opportunities. I think yeah. he had three or four good opportunities tonight, uh, maybe a couple of half chances as well. But yeah, there needs that money needs to be spent. And when you look at it, if you if you're looking at a front two right now. If they're fit enough, then you're looking at Anderson Julio and, and a midfielder in Demir Krylak to, to do that work with Danny Mosovsky. Um, again, Rubio, Rubin, that's, that's the four options. None of them, for me, are outstanding number nines. Um, yeah. me, as I said, Dami's a, a solid option, but he's a, he's a midfielder by trade. Uh, he's not a number 10 for me either. Uh, and Anderson Julio spent the majority of his career uh, in the wider areas. And then Rubio, Rubin. You know, um, had a such a solid start to his RSL career, Major League mm-hmm. Soccer career. You thought he might kick on, but it hasn't quite happened. And, and Danny Wasowski, he's a squad player, and there's nothing wrong with that. I like him. I think he's an honest, hard-working uh, center forward, uh, but you just need a little bit of quality and class around him. I'm hoping that Anderson Julio is the one that makes those two um, uh, look a little bit better with regards to the pace, getting in behind, creating space as well for others. No, I 100% agree. I I want Anderson starting regularly with with one of those guys because you need his pace and his ability to get behind. Uh, Last tweet at the moment from Thomas Harris. Speakers are so loud I can't even think about anything else. We'll be wearing earplugs next game. Earplugs are always a good idea. Any loud environment. We're going to talk about ear safety for a second. <laughs> what was that? Where, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. The daddest joke of all dad jokes. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just let me live, Lauren. <laughs> I do. I let you live, my guy. Uh, earplugs, always a good choice. I have not been wearing them to concerts, and I every time I'm like, why am I not wearing earplugs? And perfectly, we have Pablo Mastroini, head coach of Real Salt Lake, downstairs. I'm okay. Sean? Uh, Coach, I felt like there were a whole bunch of chances there, especially early on in that first half and whatnot that probably you'd talk about goal-changing game. felt like a lot of moments that could have changed the game there. Do you feel like if maybe one or two of those had converted, totally wide-open ball game? I think so. I, again, uh, goals change games. Um, and, you know, and we have it in us, right? We just went to Portland and, and put together a really good performance, put some, some goals on the board. Um, and I'll say it's on blue in the face. You, you just, you just got to make plays in that zone and, and you can't chalk things up. It's literally, um, you know, making plays. And so, you know, we created enough to score one and depending on when that one came, uh, would have definitely swayed momentum one way or the other. Um, but, um, again, from, from just an execution perspective, as far as the game plan, you know, I, I thought we did a good job and controlled. It was one of our probably best performances with the ball. 
Um, and it's so difficult to say that because um, you want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But there's a lot of good things that happened tonight. Um, and again, I think a team like LAFC, you, it's it's you know they're they're big players made big plays, and that's that's I guess how you sum it up. What is it about their front line in particular where they're so clinical in goal? I mean, they didn't have like you limited their their chances pretty well, but the chances they got were pretty money. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it was Bill Longo who hits one from like twenty five yards out. Um, that that that's the shot you give up. That's from a defensive standpoint. That's the shot you want them to take. Um, but when they bury those, uh, I, I think what makes their attack very dangerous is they they have. You know, they have a, a playmaker and they have two players that are very good 1v1 and very good stretch. And and so they always have you on ice skates as far as they can get, they can come to feet to receive or they can get in behind you. And I think that first goal, um, I, I think that's a difficult pill to swallow. That's something that we pride ourselves on, uh, time and space, being able to drop our lines and, and deal with the space in behind. Um, but, uh, you know, again, we'll learn from that. But I think overall, you know, they just, they, 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 they made more plays than we did in the most important area of the field. Pablo, at the break, you guys are down uh, by two. You guys head into you guys head into the locker room with so many opportunities, so many chances to get on top, but you guys head down or head in trailing. What's kind of the feeling at the break um, coming into that second half with as many attacking chances as you guys had? Do you guys um, what do you, what do you guys have to do to go back out there and change kind of get that goal? Um. It, it it wasn't our ability to progress the ball. It wasn't our ability. It's it's, it's again. It's a, a putting balls in dangerous areas, making good decisions in in that final third. And and the the, the reason why that's so difficult is because uh, two things happen. One, you minimize space, and when you minimize space, um, you have to make quick decisions, and you have to be thinking one play ahead. Um, and I just don't think we were clinical enough uh, in that area. And uh, so again, oftentimes, you know, we want to keep that going. So don't make any changes because we're on top of the, it feels like momentum's going our way. Um, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be tonight. We couldn't break through. Um, there's quite a few opportunities in the second half as well, where you think, oh, if it deflects that way instead of that way, I think we, we're, we're in on it. But, uh, but, but again, I think the, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, I thought the performance overall was deserving of a result had we, capitalize on some opportunities looking ahead now you know you guys play a game every wednesday and every weekend for the rest of the week what's kind of the the fitness situation the health situation the injury situation heading into this uh tough stretch of games yeah i think we are uh, gonna look to make a couple changes and just keep things fresh I, I think the guys that that went to portland did a really good job um which gives uh them and and their teammates confidence that uh you know we can put forth um, a performance whilst resting guys and giving them a break. Um, so we'll see how the guys recover. Um, but the mindset is, you know, we got to we we got to win these games at home. Pablo, parece una película que ya hemos visto en el sentido de que con el AFC nos ha pasado otras veces aquí en casa, ¿no? Que se juega bien, sobre todo la primera parte, pero no se consigue, digamos, resolver las las ocasiones que se tienen y ellos en poca cosa consiguen darnos eh, un, un masazo y pasazo importante, ¿no? Eh, ¿Cómo analizas esto? ¿Cómo se puede salvar esta situación con un equipo como el AFC? Y, y la segunda pregunta que tiene que estar relacionada con esto es que la segunda mitad 
el equipo bajó un poquito. Eh, ¿no, ¿No viste la necesidad de cambiar ya en el, en el, en el descanso y no esperar un poquito más tarde? Ah, claro, podemos, después del partido todos somos, todos, todos somos genios, ¿no? Pero yo fui del de, de punto de vista que hicimos muy buen trabajo en, en el tercer final y quería dejar el mismo grupo que seguía con, con, con la mentalidad, con la emoción del partido. A veces hace cambio y, y no te sale. Eh, pero yo creo que para jugar, con, hay varias maneras de jugar con, contra un equipo como el AFC. Una es meterse atrás y no dejar y jugar en el, el contragolpe. O salir y jugar y, y crear ocasiones para gol. Y si te sale un gol, ahora cambia el, el complejo del, del partido. Y para mí es siempre ir para adelante, es siempre pensar que vamos a hacer gol. Aunque esta noche no salió, ese, eso creo que es importante para nuestro grupo, que queremos mejorar con cada partido y como este equipo es el, el mejor equipo en la liga, ahora sabemos que necesitamos trabajo y hay que seguir para adelante. En partidos como hoy eh, se necesita un 9, el equipo necesita un 9, ¿lo vas a pedir? Sí, si nos falta, por, por, lo digo porque creamos suficientes ocasiones para el gol. Necesitamos a alguien eh, en el vestuario, alguien que todavía no llega, que, que el único trabajo es meter gol. Y eso reserva muchos problemas, porque como dijiste vos, en el primer tiempo no tuvieron muchas ocasiones, pero los jugadores grandes aparecieron y cambiaron el partido. Y eso yo creo que no ha faltado eh, este año, pero sabemos que sin, sin ese jugador también podemos marcar, pero esta noche no nos tocó. Pablo, y tal vez ya hubieron muchas preguntas, pero solamente eh, salió un jugador y ¿qué te dicen si van a reemplazarlo? Porque estás hablando definitivamente de un 9, ¿no? O sea, ¿qué, qué, ¿Qué dicen? ¿Te, ¿Te han dicho algo? ¿Estás dispuesto a hablar tú? ¿Tienes la capacidad? ¿Tienes esa chance de decirnos algo? Ya que no escuchamos mucho de eso. Yo creo que todo, todo en la organización están conscientes que nos falta un uno enfrente y ahora yo creo que con la ventana que viene en el verano vamos ojalá uh, encontrar uno que, que apoya al grupo de manera que queremos jugar pero también más importante que es un, una figura adelante porque también eh, a veces el 9 no va, no, no va a marcar en un partido pero lo que hace es eh, como si se eh, la presión sale de los otros jugadores porque genera espacio genera uno contra uno en, en la banda eh, y eso es importante una figura que los otros equipos dicen se preocupe, se preocupe. y con esa preocupación abre espacio, espacio para lo demás Head coach Pablo Mastroeni downstairs. Anything uh, stand out from you for you, Spence? No, it's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. You know, some some, and, and he's right. There's some really good stuff uh, that happens, uh, but it's it's not enough, and it feels like 
it's the same thing, asking for, for a little bit more help. We got Justin Glad downstairs. Hey, Justin, thanks for taking the time to be with us uh, this evening. Looking, looking back at the game, you guys had so many opportunities to capitalize and go ahead and get a goal to either go ahead early, get um, back into it. What's kind of missing in the attack right now after going three straight without scoring? Yeah, um, you know, that's, that's a tough question. Uh, I think there's a little bit of uh, unluckiness. You know, some, some opportunities just aren't, aren't, we're not connecting well enough on. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I think maybe it's just, it's really the, those final details in the final third. I think we've been getting the ball up into the, to the attack well, um, and, and they've, they've been creating half chances. It's just that final, that final product that we're missing. So it's something we gotta, gotta work on and, and gotta, gotta focus on for sure. We asked all the same questions, so now I want to ask it to you, but is the, the, the nine position a, necess a necessity for this team? I mean, for me, I have complete faith in, in our forwards. Um, you know, I, I see the work they put in day in, day out. Um, and again, I, I got complete faith in these guys. I know it's just one of those things where once once they get the first one, they'll come. Um, and, and yeah, it's just about putting them in the right spots and, and, and keep feeding them. And the last thing I want to ask is just defensively, what could you guys have done differently to limit more of the space on Dennis Bowanga, who's one of the top scorers in the league at the moment? Yeah, I think we, we kind of sagged off um, a little around the box. Um, and, and to be fair, he had a, a, an incredible strike on his on his off foot. Um, but I think just being a little tighter and being closer to him when they're around the 18 uh, would have helped. Justin, in partidos contra el AFC, suele pasar que ellos meten gol con cierta facilidad. Eh, en este caso, en el partido de hoy, ¿crees que es más errores defensivos o aciertos de ellos en los goles que ellos en, en, les metieron? Los dos primeros, sobre todo. Uh, Justin, with games against LAFC, it seems to be a pattern where they score goals easily. In this case, tonight's case, do you think it's just mistakes, defensive mistakes made on your part, or was it something else? Um, I think, I think th there were some soft, you know, we, we let in some soft goals, um, you know, uh, any any straight ball over the top is always a tough one to concede. Um, you know, when there's time and space on the ball, it's it's got to just be drop and, and and get ready for that ball. Um, and then, I mean, I, I I give credit for the for the second strike. I, I, we could have closed down quicker for sure, but um, you know, off foot, put his boot through it. Um, so that that was a good finish. And then I think we just got a little unfortunate on the on the PK call. Um, so yeah. Anybody else? Anyone on Zoom? Questions for Justin? Okay. Appreciate you guys. Justin Glad, defender. One of the captain arm, captain's armband for a little bit tonight. Handed it off to Demir when he subbed on. I thought Justin played well tonight. I thought he had a pretty decent... Him, I like him and Vera. I, I, I'm glad to have Vera there as... Uh, a solid option at center back. I prefer him on the left because I prefer Marcelo Silva being healthy and uh, and Brody Glad Silva Vera to be that back four. Um, but I thought I thought it was an all right game for for both him and and Vera. Any uh, any thoughts on anything Justin said? No, I mean. I 
he's making the right noises, um, yeah. always defending his teammates, and feels like that there is an opportunity. You know, once one goes in, that uh, you know we, we might get a, a little bit of momentum. Um, it's tough uh, watching it, though, Lauren, when you're you're waiting for for RSL to get moving because we're now what RSL now played. 11 games, 11 games, and uh, sitting in 11th with 11 points. Um, it's tough. It's tough because you need to get going. Just 10 goals uh, scored on the season, conceding 20. Um, there's there's too much pressure on this back line, uh, Lauren. Yeah. And when you're 2, 3, and 1 at home, then that tells you all you need to know. Um, and as the, the head coach, your manager says, goals win games. It's not rocket science. If you're not put, you know, putting the ball in the back of the net, three games in Major League Soccer without a goal, yeah, you're going to find it tough. And you are looking up at the playoff line. Yes, we're only a point behind Minnesota, having played the same amount of games. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough old game, a tough old um, uh to get over that line because you look at LA Galaxy they're bottom you feel like they're going to uh, at some point get get moving Austin are below us uh, you feel like they'll get moving mm-hmm. and then Sporting Kansas City are now just two points behind RSL uh, they're starting to find a tiny little bit of form um, if RSL doesn't move quickly uh, particularly in the transfer market then it's going to be missing the playoffs and that is that's unacceptable, even with the amount of money that's that's been spent or hasn't been spent for this for this uh, team. That's what you want uh, for your uh, for your for, for your season. You have to be fighting for silverware um, and and getting extra money for being in the playoffs and um, getting the fans on side that you can see an improvement. Right now, uh, it feels a, a little bit bleak, um, but at the same time, um, you feel like that RSL could go on the run. There's there's teams in this league. That aren't as good as RSL, um, and you know that's that's that, that remains to be seen. Uh, and but the game's going to come thick and fast. So on Wednesday night, they get another opportunity to right some of the wrongs tonight. Thought we might get another player, but they've ended the post-game press conference. So that will be it for tonight. Pablo Masrani and Justin Glad. If you missed any of those, you can catch them uh, later from KSL Sports. One more tweet, and then we'll head to a break. We have one from Eric Diamond. A little spice. I like I like the tweet from Eric here. He says, LAFC was gonna be, always going to be tough, but zero goals in three straight league matches is flat-out pathetic. This team is not good, and ownership should be embarrassed by their lack of spending when they are both worth billions of dollars. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. We're talking about bringing other professional sports teams into this state while one that's owned by someone who's in those discussions is struggling. And I think that that's very frustrating for a lot of Real Salt Lake fans, too. But but the jazz is debatably on purpose. So we'll 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 ignore the jazz. I'm also not a jazz analyst, so we don't need to do that. But yes, not a great season for the jazz. but it, that one felt like it was you know, a bit in, in, a bit intentional on the uh, on the tanking of the, the season for them. We'll head out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a look around the league and preview Real Salt Lake's next match against the Portland Timbers. You're listening to the postgame show on the RSL Radio Network. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. 
find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the Post Game Show. Lauren and Spence, RSL Radio Network. Real Salt Lake falls at home to LAFC 3-0. to zero. Tough one tonight for RSL, 2-3 and 1 at home. Uh, scoreless in their last three matches in Major League Soccer. If we take a look around the league, Charlotte won at home against Orlando earlier today. Miami, oh wait. That's not today. Yeah, that's, I don't know where no, I hold. I'm so sorry. Okay, Chicago. <laughs> I was on it open began with cup. a C, and it was one Yes, nil, and so I, I was like, it. this seemed right, but it wasn't. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to scroll down. Chicago won at home against St. Louis, uh, who've been on a steady decline yeah, yeah, I mean, after starting so hot. That's that's the the expansion part of it, yes. right? It, 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 you know, they, it was such a good run, but yeah, carry on. Uh, sh- you're, you're fine. <laughs> Charlotte uh, got a 3-1 win at Atlanta. Justin Miram, uh, former RSL man with two goals tonight against Must his nice. former club. Must be nice. Uh, Col- Columbus and Orlando played to a 2-2 draw. D.C. United and Nashville played to a 1-1 draw. Miami beat New England 2-1. Montreal beat Toronto 2-0. New York City FC lost at New York Red Bull 1-0. Dallas got a road win at Austin 1-0. Seattle also got a road win against Houston 1-0. Kansas City, who we said may seem to be... Uh, making their way back up the table and turning a corner, won three to zero at home against Minnesota. Philadelphia beat Colorado two to one at Colorado, and late against uh, between Portland and Vancouver, Portland is up three to one. Tomorrow we will have L.A. San Jose, the classic L.A. or California rivalry, California Clasico. Excited about that one tomorrow. Spence. Yeah, Wednesday's opponent, uh, Portland Timbers, up 3-1 at home in the Pacific Northwest Derby against Vancouver Whitecaps. That's pretty late on, maybe just a couple of minutes there. But Frank Bolly and he, uh, getting a goal in the second minute, and Evander with a brace. Darren Spear and Nezigoda, uh, the forwards, both coming out in the 64th minute um, as they were uh, 3-1 up. And, and I, you know, they're able to, to rest Espria. Um I, I like him. They haven't scored a ton of goals, Lauren. I mean, mm-hmm. three tonight. Um, they are on 18 uh, for the season, 19 conceded, which is strange. I mean, it's, it's better than RSL, you know, 10 goals and, and 20 conceded. But they are there for the taking, as we saw on Wednesday night. Yes, both teams were much changed, uh, but there was enough about RSL that you, you have hope coming into this Wednesday. Yes, I, I fully expect a completely different team from Wednesday to Wednesday for Portland and Real Salt Lake. Um, but this result for Portland will give them a, a, gives me a bit of, a bit of hope. question marks <laughs> around Real Salt Lake on Wednesday uh, after their recent performances in league play. Curious to see what changes, what rotation we'll see from Real Salt Lake, um, as well as maybe answers for why Andrew, Andres Gomez was limping into the tunnel after he was subbed off. Oh, yes, fingers crossed. All of the toes and fingers crossed for no injuries uh, for that man because I think he's a, a real bright spot for RSL. But yeah, Portland looking good against Vancouver tonight. Um, I mean, Vancouver's goal was also an own goal. So 
seems like defensively a, a strong performance from Portland so far. Um, and then RSL at home, not the fortress you want it to be, coming off of three scoreless results for Real Salt Lake and then a, a tough loss here as well. Short turnaround. What do you need to see from Real Salt Lake going into Wednesday? A goal. <laughs> from anyone. <laughs> I don't care if it comes off somebody's backside. It yeah. just needs to go on the back of the net. Um, something Give RSL something to, to hold on to. Yeah. Um, and as I said, because of Wednesday's performance in the U.S. Open Cup, yes, um, as I mentioned, many changes, but there is a little bit of hope there that uh, that RSL do have um, some fight about them uh, and do have enough quality to, to put the ball into the back of the net. However, for me, it's got to be Anderson Julio that starts. It, it, I think it's critical because he creates space. Yep. Um, obviously, Savarino and Gomez uh, are a nightmare. They, they are um, really tough to play against, but they need a little bit of help. They need a little bit more movement, and, and hopefully that kind of ignites Demir or Rubio or Danny Masowski, whoever is partnering uh, Anderson Julio on uh, Wednesday night. Well, that'll do it for us. We'll see you guys on Wednesday at six thirty pregame show. Thank you. I was just about to pull that up. Seven thirty kick against Portland, who we just saw on Wednesday, and we'll see them again this uh, coming week. Thank you for tuning in. We'll uh, catch you guys Wednesday. Have a great Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day to any mothers listening. We appreciate all of you very much. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Real Salt Lake Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.